welcome to Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. My name is Andrew Marana, host of the show, and excited to be here with you live here on Facebook, live on Twitter, live on Instagram, and a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, Voice Ed Radio Canada. Wherever you're taking in your podcast, we appreciate that. Uh, welcome to our live viewers jumping in here tonight. It is Tuesday night, the 27th of February. Excited to get rolling. Excited to talk to my friend Uriah Tolbert from Kentucky Crab Elementary. He's a principal there. Him and I connected at KASA, their event, uh, their summer leadership event, and uh, excited to hear about his journey. Excited to talk to him about the the work he's doing, not only helping kids in school, but he's also helping kids uh, personally, his own life, foster child, uh, adopting a child, and, and just doing great things for kids. And uh, you're, you got room at my table when you're doing that for, for kids. So I'm excited to talk to you, Raya, here in a minute. I do want to give a shout out to our sponsor of the program. It is IXL. Here is a uh, brief uh introduction or a description of IXL, and we appreciate them sponsoring the show. Hang tight. Hey, friends, Andrew Murata here, Surviving and Thriving. And I want to thank today's sponsor for the podcast, IXL. Discover the power of data-driven instruction in your school with IXL. It is the most widely used online learning and teaching platform K-12. through it gives you everything you need to maximize learning from a comprehensive curriculum to meaningful school-wide data. And IXL's diagnostic is research proven to be a strong predictor of performance on standardized assessments, including NWEA, MAPS, STAR, iLearn, just to name a few. And the best part, everything I just mentioned is all integrated into one platform so you can simplify, uh, simplify your EdTech tools. Visit IXL.com to lead your school towards data-driven excellence today. The link is in the show notes. And again, I want to thank IXL for sponsoring Education Leadership and Beyond. All right, friends. Uh, again, a shout out to IXL sponsoring the show. But let's get started. We're going to meet Uriah here in a minute. If you are watching the show live, leave us a comment. Let us know where you're listening or watching from uh, and say hello and certainly uh, uh, give a shout out to Uriah. Uh, the opening concept here, helping others. It's an amazing return on investment. Sometimes, right, our plate is so full. We just can't, uh, you know, feel like we can't help anybody else, right? I can't, I can't do any more. But that return on investment, that us uh, pouring into other people, helping other people while we're on our own journey is an incredible return on investment. Uriah is giving of his life in so many ways. And, and I want to, again, hear these stories of how he's helping these uh, children and raising these kids. Um, there's a return on investment. When we help others, it inspires us. It helps us grow. It helps our hearts get bigger uh, with the work that we're doing that we can continue to serve. Uh, so think about that. How can you help others? Because it's going to help you on your journey. When you help enough people, you're able to grow and, and help yourself along the way. So our opening concept there, Uriah is doing that. Uh, enough of me talking. Let's bring him into the stage here. Let's bring him into the program. 
Uriah, welcome to Education Leadership and Beyond. Hey, thank you for having me. It's nice to see you. I know we hit a foul tip the first time. I overbooked. I, I screwed up the date. You were so patient, so forgiving, and uh, we finally made it here. It's all good. Yeah. How was your school day Absolutely. today? Uriah is the principal uh, at Crab Elementary. Uh, how was school today, Uriah? It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, you know, it rained a little bit. Today was also Kona Ice Day, so they really love that it's shaved ice that we do every every month fundraiser. And um, it was it was a pretty good day today. Did they comment on the bow tie? Is that something you wear all the time? What did they say oh, about the man. bow tie? <laughs> I got I got two of these, man. I got I got one in blue and gray too. Um, they they get a kick out of the bow tie. They I got to yeah. get me some more, but they definitely get a kick out of the bow tie. It looks sharp. Now I'm gonna put you on the spot. We are live. You know that. Is it clip on? Are you? Do you learn that? You know how to tie. Nah, it, it looks. No, it, <laughs> it it clips in. It, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm gonna work on that tying one. Yeah. Little little trick of the trade there, but it looks sharp. Again, friends, this is uh, Uriah Tolbert, uh, principal Crab Elementary. He's in his sixth year. Uriah, you're you're at that point of becoming an experienced principal, right? You've done five years, you've gotten comfortable. What's something that you know now or you've learned now that you wish you could you knew when you were a first or second year principal? Man, well, you got to remember um and 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 recognize that I was principal when COVID hit. Mm. Um so right in right in the midst of COVID. I'm, I'm already a principal and having to make decisions and whatnot. I, I tell you, um, just being able to act on a whim, uh, you know, just being able to just make decisions. And if I had that, maybe my first year, maybe my first year could have been a little bit more, uh, less stressful, you know, um, but, and, and also rolling with the punches, you know, sometimes things don't always go your way. Um, and, and sometimes your schedule gets messed up or sometimes it gets interrupted. Just, just roll with it. Right. It's like being on stage, right? Something goes wrong at the school play. You just roll with it. Roll with it. Yeah, for sure. Tell me about an initiative or something that you're doing this year that you're really diving in on the work. What are, what are a couple of your initiatives in your sixth year as principal at Crab Elementary? Well, one thing that we are doing is we're doing a, a push in collaborative model uh, with RTI and special ed teachers. So mm. basically, and our special ed instructional uh, assistants, they're actually, instead of pulling kids out of the classroom during that core instruction, they're actually pushing in and running small groups. We do centers, um, a center-like collab um, all the way through fifth grade, K through fifth. Nice. And we have adults in the rooms with the children um, and one thing that it, it actually has done is it's gotten attention of other districts. So my school is actually um, kind of like a, um, a model school for um, one or two of our leadership um, uh, places here, KEDC and KVAC. Um, so, you know, we've got, uh, well, I think Pikeville is coming sometime this, um, this next month just to kind of look at our model. And my student was very impressed with um, what we're doing, we're seeing growth um, in reading and math. Really, we're seeing growth in all the subjects. Um, kids are, are making relationships with, you know, not just their their own classmates, but when we switch classes, they're they're making relationships with other teachers that are in the building and they're getting to know the building. Beautiful. Good for you, and and, and good for you for uh, keeping those kids in the room and working with them right in there. 
Um, Uriah, if I asked your teachers in the building, what's what's Principal Tolbert's leadership style? What would they say? Well, I've heard many. Um, I, I definitely am a servant leader. That's one thing that I am. Um, if if something needs to be done and someone's not there to do it, I'm going to do it. And that could be, you know, I've had custodians out, right? I'm I'm the custodian. I'm I'm in that gym, making sure that gym is ready for for a cafeteria. Um, I'm also uh, <laughs> this may make you laugh. I'm also a bus driver. Um, when it comes time to that, my first year, um, I had four buses for my school, and we had such a, a large bus shortage that first year uh, that in February of that same first year, I got trained and got my CDL, and and so I'm I'm used as a bus driver as well. Wow, um, the principal well, picking up the kids. That's it, man. That's it. Um, I also will say that, you know, I do one thing I'm probably learning is more about delegation, um, you know, but I'm also a trans transformational or transitional leader, too. That's I want to see change, but I want to also see you be successful within the change. So you're on the team. I want you to be a part of that team and I want you to be able to to share your ideas and, and, you know, I'll tell you if I don't like them, I'll be honest with you, but you know, I like to try new things. And, um, that's, that's probably what I would say more so servant leadership though. Yeah. And what about the kids? If I ask the kids, if I walk down the hallway of Crab elementary tomorrow and said, Hey kids, tell me about principal Tolbert. What would the kids say? <laughs> he don't play. That's, <laughs> that's what they would say. They would say, no, they, they would probably say that they, I, I feel that they would say that they um, they are loved. They are they, they feel the love that I show that um, that I want what's best for them. Um, and I'm going to do whatever I can, however I can, when I need to, to make sure they get whatever they need. What a beautiful answer, uh, Principal Tolbert. That's, that was beautiful. If you're watching the show live, there's a number of people watching live. Say hello. Let us know where you're watching from. Whether it's Kentucky or up here in the Northeast, uh, we'd love to have you say hello uh, and, and join us here at the show. Um, Uriah, you know, you grew up in some challenging circumstances, uh, poverty and some other challenges growing up. You know, tell me about your struggles there and how you still continued to get your education. And then the next step to turn around and become an educator. Tell me about some of those challenges. Well, growing up, you know, I know what it's like to, to struggle and, you know, housing and, and food and, and all that, just basic needs. Uh, my grandmother raised me and my sister. Uh, my sister's four years older than I am. And then I have a younger brother also. Um, I'm one of three on my mom's side and then my dad's side. I'm the oldest. So I'm one of four there. Um, but um, being able to grow up and have to learn how to survive um, with little to nothing um, really kind of opens up your eyes. Um, I knew growing up, I didn't always want to be like, you know, struggling, you know. Um, and and one thing that I do a credit to is is my uh, my grandmother was very um, into church. You know, um, we went to church uh, even when we didn't want to go to church. And um, just so that's not just me. that's not just my kids. It's other kids. Right, <laughs> yeah, right, right. I thought it was just my kids. <laughs> no, but I but I'm so appreciative of of my uh, relationship um, with with Christ. But growing up, I had a lot of people that pushed me um, that did not allow me to 
um, make excuses. Yeah, I may not have had the Nikes. I may have had the Walmart, you know, with the Velcro on them, you know, um, but I had some shoes, right? Um, I may not have had the Air Apostles and stuff like that, but I had everything that um, I needed based on other people helping us. And um, I knew um, Hatcher Elementary was the elementary school I went to. And the, the staff there, uh, it's no longer uh, open. They closed Hatcher um, and consolidated it into another building, the building that I'm the principal at now, actually. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, they allowed, and they followed me. So when I left Hatcher Elementary, when I went to the middle school, when I went to the high school, um, I did not know this until I was hired as principal here. Um, but the Hatcher staff followed me. They paid for my trips, for my wow. school trip. Wow. I didn't know I was able to go to Disney. Uh, yeah, they follow me. And the crazy thing is, I did not know until my former principal, Linda Ferguson, um, who is who lives here in Ashland, she told me. She came to my office and, and brought wow. me a little clipping from the newspaper article that they did. And she told me that. And I was just like, that's wow. how I got to go to the Florida Keys for sea camp. That's how I got to go on our uh, eighth grade team trip to Disney. And it's just amazing. I did not know this, um, but that pushed me even before knowing all that, that pushed me to want to help others. If I didn't have the help, I would not be where I'm at right now. Um, you know, I grew up with, without a father, you know, I grew up, my mother did not, not raise me, you know, and then once my grandmother passed, my aunt did, but still there was no room for excuses. And I think even the struggle there um, really helped me understand that I can make it out and I will make it out. Um, so it's, it's just, I mean, I can name a lot of people, Dan Boyer, Susan Boyer, those were my music teachers. Um, and, and I really uh, developed a strong relationship with those two um, individuals as well. I went to school, I, I play cello, I play piano and organ and stuff too for my church, but um, I started in, in seventh grade playing the cello. And wow. uh, that was just something that Mr. Boyer pushed me in and, and really showed me and guided me um, through my love of music. Cause I've always, I've always loved music. My first instrument minus the little flutophone that you play in elementary school was actually the ukulele. I used to play. Wow. Yeah. As, wow. as a kid. Yeah. Um, and believe it or not, I didn't own a ukulele, but my principal at the time, Linda Ferguson, her daughter had one. And so mm. she allowed me to use hers and I would play during lunch and assemblies and yeah. And they paid for lessons. <laughs> I didn't have to. I mean, just so much. So many people have just touched me, man. They just they just been there for me. Beautiful, beautiful story. I got goosebumps listening to it. And uh, that's beautiful how they kind of followed you along. And they must be so proud looking now at where you are and what you are doing. Absolutely. I'm, I'm my third grade teacher, Linda Cannon. She still is in education, even though she's retired. Um, she she sends me things every now and then. She's come to see me. Um, and and one thing that Miss Cannon, I, she I love Miss Cannon. I'm just saying she she just did so much for me and um, at, at, at Crab and uh, for her to still be in education and to come and see little old me. You know, like I said, my principal at the time, Linda Ferguson, came to see me. Um, I've had teachers come and see me. Diana Pinnock uh, came and saw me. She was my sixth grade teacher uh, my first year there. Um, Kathy Queen, my fifth grade. I mean, there's so many. Rhonda Smith, there's there's so many. Susan Crump, you know, I, I, Sandy Crump, excuse me. I just I, I tell you, there's just so many, you know, 
that still to this day uh, acknowledge uh, Larry Bailey. I mean, I can throw some names out there all day. Beautiful. Uh, and again, you are return on investment, right? You What you're doing now, and I spoke in the opening concept, you have not only helped raise your godson, uh, who calls you dad, uh, you have adopted a, a third grader uh, named Uriah uh, Tolbert II, and uh, you've also a foster father for two other children, kindergarten and fifth grade. Yes. Incredible, uh, Uriah. <laughs> Tell me about giving back to, to help these young people. Man, it all goes back to the fact that the people from Hatcher Elementary showed me what kindness was, what what giving back was. And <clears throat> like you said, return on investment. You know, a lot of people counted me out um, just because of how I was raised and, and what I was raised in. I was raised after my grandmother passed, my aunt took over. We lost the house that wow. we were uh, renting because uh, my aunt couldn't pay the bills. Um, and so we ended up moving back into um, government housing, um, Hillcrest Apartments here in Ashland, Kentucky. And I was raised there. And, you know, a lot of a lot of the talk was, oh, well, he's from, you know, that place over there and they ain't got nothing, this, that, and the other. And, you know, it may not have been a mansion, but it was my home, you know, and, and it was a, it was a roof over our head and, and, and whatnot. But um, everything stems back to the fact that people helped me. And if they didn't, I want to make sure that I return that, and especially in my own community here uh, in Ashland, <coughs> but they're seeing their return on investment. And I wanted to make sure if I can even if I can just show one person, you know, you can make it. You can go to school. You don't even have to really go to college. You can do a trade school. You can do, you know, carpentry, whatever the case may be, whatever you put your mind to doing, you can do even through the struggle. And so, you know, I, I feel that eventually I'll get to see that return on investment. But I'm doing it because people did it for me. Beautiful. Well done. Erin King is watching from Harrisburg. She's giving you a shout out, saying how proud she uh, is of you. Um, Uriah, music was your first love in education. You were a music teacher. When did you scratch the uh, surface there with leadership and kind of what made you kind of go down that principal role? So I've always wanted to be a principal um, as far as long as I can remember. It was it was a principal, veterinarian and a cop. Um, wanted to be all three. And, and you, you had to decide which one you can do. You know, well, th those are in the job description of a principal these days. I mean, you're you doing those as well. <laughs> you, you tell them the truth on that. That's absolutely <laughs> right. Um, I was a double major my first year at Eastern Kentucky University um, as a police studies major and a music major. Wow. But it was it was too much. So I had to make a decision and, and I chose music. But, um, you know, just seeing all the leaders that have been in my life, all the principals have been in my life. And I know I keep going back to, to Linda Ferguson, but, you know, she she doesn't realize how much she really impacted me being a principal. You know, the principal would check on me you know, would, would come to the house and check on my grandmother, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. The principal, like, why would the principal be doing that? You know, they got more things that they need to be doing dealing with school, but she was a principal who cared outside of Hatcher. And, um, you know, that's, that's a lot of my things that I do is, is, was influenced by her. Um, she took me and got me pictures on a real horse, 
I'd never been on a horse. Right. Um, I had a cowboy outfit on. I'm not going to show y'all the picture, though. Uh, but my sister posted it on Facebook a few years <laughs> back. Um, but, um, you know, things like that. And, and you know, I've always said I want to be in a position to where I can be a giver. And so, you know, I wanted to make sure that those who are less fortunate because I grew up like that had a chance, at least a chance to do something maybe they never done. Or, or have something they may have never had. And so um, I've always wanted to be some type of leader principal. And I just, I kept it up and um, I knew going to school um, when I got my bachelor's and I started teaching, um, even others had seen the, the potential principal in me. I remember my first principal, Monica Eversall, she actually encouraged me uh, to wanna be what is called a PSA, uh, which was a school basically a school assistant, almost like a, a professional staff assistant, basically assistant principal. And all you needed was a degree, you know, in education. And so she was talking about that. And then that district went away with that. And so now you had to have a instructional leadership, you know, certificate. And then my, uh, we had some interim principals in between her and my next principal, Tawanya Jones. Um, she actually told me my last day um, well, my last year, my last evaluation, I remember walking into her office at Yates Elementary, sitting down. She come in behind me. And at, before she sat down in her chair, she said, I'm going to need you to start your principalship. And I, I never will forget that. Um, I, I get chills thinking about that now because that I didn't know that was going to be my last day at, or last year at, at uh, you know, uh, Yates Elementary as their music teacher slash interventionist. Um, but that was that summer I was hired. I was sought out actually uh, for the PGS um, coach job at Mary Todd Elementary, where that was more of an administrative, pre-administrative role um, dealing with discipline and behavior. I, mm. It's just crazy how things you know came together. Awesome. And I mentioned in the opening of the show, we met at KASA. You came to the Surviving and Thriving session there. Uh, what was the takeaway for you, uh, Uriah, from that? What was something you know that you took away from that conference that you said, man, I want and you you started doing it, crab, something maybe that you weren't doing or something that you added? Well, I'm going to be selfish and just shout, shout you out right now. Um, your session was my favorite session. Um, it was my favorite and your energy, um, your drive, your passion, it, you showed it. I mean, and my first, well, my first year teaching, that's, that's been me. I, I have been the same as a, as a, as a teacher through a, P, a PBIS coach, PBGS coach to now principal. I like to have high energy. I like to, cause you know, the, your building, your energy is matched by your principal your leadership. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh yeah. And so um, that particular year when I saw you, I kind of felt like I was um, uh, kind of running out of gas a little bit, you know, and everybody was talking about, yeah, you should go to this session. And, and I went and just, so, there were so many things that you gave us to do. Um, I couldn't do everything because <laughs> I, I mean, we'd be here all day telling you, but <laughs> I took a lot of the things going back. Um, you had mentioned, uh, about um, being more visible um, in in the building and and not caught up in just being in the office and paperwork and this and that. So I got a cart and I put my computer 
and I, I have a rolling uh, cart uh, that go. I do now to carry my computer around. And just walk there. That was one thing that, that I wanted to do. And I know my staff really wanted to see some more presence of that. Uh, and the kids, too. Um, just uh, rec- recognition of staff um, playing a role in, in, you know, telling them, hey, you're appreciated, you know, and, and just tell them a good job or, hey, how you doing today? Or tell me about your weekend, you know, because um, I don't I don't want to be seen as just the principal. Um, I, I feel that uh, my first year I had to be the principal um, because, um, you know, Crab Elementary needed some transformation, needed some changes. Um, and I was hired to make those changes. Right. And um, I modeled it off of I don't know if you're familiar with the movie Lean on Me. Mm. Yeah, that's that's my favorite movie. Okay. It's been my favorite movie. Kid. And that also helped encourage me wanting to be a principal as a kid as well. So I watched oh, that yeah. movie all the time. And so, uh, you know, I had to be Joe Clark my first year and it, it was tough. Um, but we are seeing some great things happening at Crab. And, you know, when I had your session, I, I realized that now it's time to, to blend in a little bit more fun and, and, and goofiness and, and just some of my outfits. Uh, you know, this, this is cool, right? You know, but uh, around the holidays, man, I got some loud, mm. loud uh, blazers, man. I'm just nice. Just yeah. Nice. Well, yeah, that's so beautiful to hear. And I'm glad Uriah walked right up to me afterwards. We shook hands. He said, me and you got to connect. I loved it. And uh, I knew we had some kindred spirits there. So thank you for that. And I'm glad to hear um, it had an impact on you and, and our, our fellow principals. If you are watching the show, like Aaron, jump in, say uh, say something, uh, say hello, and certainly give Uriah a shout out. Um, Uriah, we also talked off air about being in classrooms. Um, and one of the things we've both had experience with is, is I excel. Um, and I talked about it to open the show, but from a leadership standpoint, what has IXL done from you or done for you? How did you view that program and how has it helped your kids? Well, we used it, we used it a lot. Um, the, the kids can tell you uh, all those uh, IXL assignments been been seen. Uh, but we, you know, we have saw a huge increase, especially in our in our math scores um, in, in third grade, um, third grade, particularly all grades, but third grade really heavy on IXL. And this year um, we saw a huge reduction in novice. Mm. Um, so, you know, I do a credit IXL um, for all the, all the, you know, not, I won't say all the success because there's supplemental things too, you know, tier one instruction, core instruction, but definitely saw the, um, the work that was put in, saw the results um, that with our, with our data. Awesome. Very cool. Uriah, we bounced around on a bunch of different topics. You know, you mentioned about, um, you know, before you became principal, you were a behavior specialist, uh, behavior interventionist, PBIS coach. You know, what did you learn from those experiences that now help you understand kids better, help you understand uh, those behaviors that are causing disruptions in classrooms? So behavior is a language. That's that's one thing we have to understand Uh, when a child is acting out. And this could be even said your own children at home. When a child's acting out, they're trying to tell you something and they're having a hard time putting words in it. So when chairs are being thrown right, when they're cussing you out, when they're, you know, just mad and they're throwing a tantrum, there is a 
reason behind that. And so being, um, you know, being in that role brand new, I had some training, you know, shout out to Fayette County Schools in Lexington, Kentucky. That's where, you know, I, I started my, 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 my teaching education. Um, but they sent me to so many places um, to be able to understand what behaviors and why. And so you have to know the whole child. I got to know from the brain, you know, to body language, um, de-escalation, escalation, the escalation cycle, um, being able to go. I, I got to go to New York City um, and to Chicago um, for some training. Um, nice. Never been there before. It was great. They paid for it, you know. Um, and so being able to have a lot of professional development over and then a lot of my own experiences as as a kid, you know, I wasn't always an angel. I'll just say that, um, you know, I got in trouble a little bit, too. But being able to recognize the why behind the behavior or to recognize. played it before it does happen yeah. was, was something that I learned through that experience because Mary Todd Elementary, um, um, that was a difficult um, school when I got there. Um, we had high, high suspension rate. Um, we had high um, office discipline referrals. We had over 300 my first year there. Uh, matter of fact, 300 exactly discipline referrals and 80 suspensions. Um, wow. And, you know, the second year after getting some training under my belt and understanding we were able to reduce that with my PBIS team because it was a team effort. You know, um, they called me Mr. T when I was there but uh, <laughs> it was a team effort, and so we reduced that in half. And then my last year, which we ended up uh, hiring a new principal and a new admin dean. Um, and then I stayed there. Um, we only had six suspensions. So wow. it, it took a lot. Um, of home visits, um, connecting with parents, um, you know, long, long days, man. And that's just the life sometimes, you know, so definitely a credit to him for that. Awesome. Awesome. You're right. Anything that you wanted to talk about that I didn't ask you? Um, what, so with COVID hitting, and I know we're not trying to blame everything on COVID because we have to move on, you know, it's, it's been four years. Uh, COVID is still around, you know. What is your experience in trying to motivate um, teachers and staff? Because, I mean, our kids, they seem to be motivated by just wanting to be in my building. They're, they want to be there. Um, sure. they, they don't like missing. Um, and, you know, elementary, it's not their fault if they're not at school or if they're late because they're not driving, you know. So um, how what what are some things that you have done maybe in the most recent couple of years to motivate and encourage your staff? Yeah, that's I mean, that's a great question. And right, it's something that we're all, no matter if you're in Kentucky, you're here in New York, uh, something we're all uh, challenging when uh, certainly COVID took the wind out of our sails a little bit. Um, yeah. I, two things come to mind, Uriah. The first one you know, I said people aren't tired because they're working too hard. So they're certainly working hard, but they're not too tired mm -hmm. because of that. They're too tired because they're not doing the things that rise their passions. They're not doing the things that light their fire. What are those passions that your teachers have and how can they be part of their school day? Uh, I have a teacher that loves Indiana Jones and he okay. has turned his whole classroom into like an Indiana Jones film. 
and the activities they do. And he shows clips and he does all kinds of adventures in the learning based around Indiana Jones. He is doing something he's passionate about, you know. Um, and the second thing, Uriah, I, I think is is raising the, the, the profession. Um, teachers need to be paid more. Teachers, their, their respect level uh, for teachers. So how can we do that, right? What are some benefits and things that we can do uh, for teachers? Here in my district, they just got one of the, the biggest contract raises they've ever had, and they deserved it. Our teachers deserved it. We're trying to make Port Jervis a place where teachers want to come and work. Uh, so paying them more money, different uh, benefits of the job that make it desirable to, to come there. Uh, we're trying to make Port Jervis schools a place where people want to come to be versus they're dying to get out, you know, kids and, and staff. So I think just raising the overall professionalism, making sure they have the resources they need and then supporting them in that journey, right? There's no, there's no gotchas, right? We're not trying to gotcha. If something's not good enough, we're going to have a conversation about it and, and, and look to improve it, but we want to support you on your journey. So I, I would say those two things, uh, but you're right. You know, that, that, the motivation in some is not there after COVID and, it's our job to, to keep growing that and developing that. Excellent. Yeah. Good question. I like the Indiana Jones thing, though. Um, you know, we used to do classroom transformations. And again, you know, pre-COVID. Um, and, I, I, you know, my staff, I feel my staff know I, I want to support them. And, and, you know, we have money to spend to help supplies. And and I want them to, to just go big, you know. Um, I'm an extra person and, and I just, I like to do extra things. I just be extra, you know, over, over, overboard, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I appreciate that, you know, now you said support. So like that, that word is such, there's so many things that you could put in there. So support financially, right. You know, they make sure they have those resource, the money for the resources, mm -hmm. but does that support just lie, you know, in, in the, in the school setting? Do you, is that something that you do even outside the school setting? Well, and you mentioned it earlier, too, about knowing their lives, knowing about them. I told the story when you, you know, you were at my session there of my, my superintendent calling, not knowing that my dad had passed away. Um, yes. But that call, knowing about your staff, knowing uh, the, the, the celebrations they're having. The babies that are being born, the weddings they're having, the college graduations, right? Knowing those things, but then also the losses in their life and, and being there. And uh, maybe if they, they're having medical appointments because you know they're taking their mom, maybe like you said, you do cover that last period class and they don't have to take a, a sick day or a half a sick day that, that you're going to cover and let them go a little early because you know they're going to take their mom. Uh, I think it's important that we do know those things. Some people are private, and and that's okay. Uh, but being there and being a great listener, my my wife in the other room there is the, is the best I know. She's uh, incredible, right? So uh, support, like you said, looks a lot of different ways. Uh, not only in the school building, but yeah, outside. I mean, think about uh, people, even their pets. A friend of mine just lost his dog. He's devastated. And, and, you know, my heart goes out, the man's best friend. And and uh, so knowing those things and being understanding of them, uh, I think, are, are, are certainly things that we need to be cognizant of. Yeah. Okay. 
Good stuff, I man. That. I appreciate you. You, we got to get you uh, running a podcast here soon. <laughs> uh, hey, I got one more it. for you, Uriah. I got one uh -huh. more. Uh, again, you know my surviving and thriving theme. I'm going to take out the word and, and I got surviving, blank, thriving. And what are you putting in there? What's that word? What's that action? What's that mindset? What's that behavior that you're putting in there that's going to help you not only go from surviving, but to thriving? Well, I don't think you could survive without thriving. So I would put the word with in the middle of that, surviving mm. with thriving, mm -hmm. uh, pushing yourself to make sure that the the job is done, uh, pushing yourself to make sure that the need is met um, and being selfless, um, you know, um, being selfless with that, making sure that putting your, maybe sometimes you got to put your needs, you know, to the side or your wants to the side, you know, as, as a principal, we have to sometimes put our personal life on the back burner for just a few minutes or just a little bit. So someone can talk to us, you know, after hours or whatever. So that's what I would say with you, you can survive with thriving. Uriah Tolbert, everyone, Uriah, before I let you go, we're going to get to rapid fire. Uh, these are quick answers. First thing that comes to mind. I know you're in the South, but this is quick action. Are you ready? Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. Here we go. Last book you read. Um, uh, Move Your Bus by Ron Clark. Mm, great. Great. Last movie you saw. Oh, uh, National Treasure, the second one. Book of those Secrets. Are, those are great. Last concert you went to. Oh, man. I, that uh, was an orchestra. It was a strings concert um, for one of the schools. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Favorite dish? Pizza and breadsticks. Ooh. You're talking to an Italian New Yorker here, you're right. <laughs> or cheese sticks. Bread or cheese sticks. You're the both. Yeah. Beautiful. Favorite place to travel? Disney World. You like yeah. that's where dreams come yeah. true. That's right. You could be a kid again. <laughs> this summer, we're turning the corner. Winter, we are turning. It's mm -hmm. almost March. This summer, I will fill in the blank. Take time to relax and enjoy life. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. A pet peeve of yours. I can't stand someone to lie to me. You There's got some of that going on, right? Scratch a lie, find a thief. I can't stand somebody going to lie to you. They're going to steal from you. We work in schools. It happens. A recent victory mm -hmm. you want to share? Um, Like personal or just like in general? It's you, man. You, you're the star oh, of the okay. show. Um, well, I presented at our board meeting last night, or CSIP, and I was able to, to explain to them about our increased test scores. Beautiful. At 8 a.m. on Saturday morning, I feel fill in the blank. Sleepy. Sleepy. You uh, you uh, <laughs> uh you getting you catching up on your rest on Saturday morning. That's right. I, at 8 a.m. I'm still on the bed on Saturday. <laughs> your kindergartner must be knocking at the door though, saying, Where's my breakfast? Uh, about nine, yeah. Okay, yeah, about nine. Good. good. One thing you're curious about. What's gonna happen tomorrow? Elementary principal. That's a that's an often question, right? That's a question you right. get often. Yeah. Right. Shout out to Sandy Crump. She's watching uh, as well. Uh, something about Uriah Tolbert that people do not know about. 
um, I have a black belt in sh- traditional Japanese Shotokan karate, and I teach it Whoa. to our community. Yeah. Wow, beautiful. Awesome. Kentucky is fill in the blank. My home. All right. These are choices. You got to pick one or the other. All right. You ready? Mm-hmm. Cheeseburger, taco, or empanada? Cheeseburger. Long walk or gym workout? Uh, gym. Gym workout. Beach, pool, or lake? Beach. KU, uh, Louisville, or other? UK. UK. So it's not KU. Sorry, that's Kansas, right? No, UK. Kansas KU. That's, I mean, we'll take it. Uh, UK. Book or audio book? Um, more so probably both. I would do both. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, but I have to choose I, one. It'd be audio. Go ahead and do audio. Yeah. You're on, on the move. Series or movie? Movie. Winter or summer? Winter. Morning or night? Night. Cash or credit? Credit. Cookie or donut? Oh, cookie. <laughs> cookie. Coffee or tea? Tea. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, surviving or thriving? Both. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have both. You can't have one without the other, man. With, baby, with. Yeah. This is my friend Uriah Tolbert. Did a great job on the podcast here. Crab Elementary in Kentucky. Um, Uriah, I love quotes. Uh, I use a lot of them. What's a quote that is meaningful to you? Well, I'll tell you one um, that I looked at today, and and it really, I I wrote this down. Um, Education is the passport to the future, for tomorrow belongs to those who prepare for it today. And that was Malcolm X who said that. Well, you're an example of that, about diving into your education and giving back and and certainly breaking that cycle that you you came from as a youngster. So uh, we appreciate you, Uriah. Stacey Lyons is uh, uh, giving a shout out. Yeah, she says that he knows each and every one of our children and where they live. Uh, Nice shout out there, Stacey. Thanks for that. Uriah, how can people get in touch with you? They want to learn from you. They want to get in touch with you. What's the best way people get in touch with you? Um, I'm on Facebook. Um, I'm on um, Facebook as Uriah Tolbert. Uh, You can send me a message there. I usually respond uh, with that. Uh, You can email me, my my first name dot last name at ashland.kyschools.us. So, um, and then we can kind of go from there. Awesome. You did great uh, this uh, this show here. I appreciate you. And certainly uh, not only impacting the kids in your school, but what you're doing, adopting a child and fostering is uh, is really uh, commendable. So I commend you and, and, and certainly thank you uh, for everything you're doing. You're right. We're going to end the program here. If I can help you with anything, uh, don't hesitate to reach out at Andrew Murata 21 on Twitter. Uh, and you're right. You stay on the line a sec. Okay. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. All right. I wish you the best. I wish you, uh, Crab Elementary, the best. Stacy, thanks for tuning in. Aaron, uh, Sandy Crump, uh, and uh, again, a shout out to IXL uh, for their sponsorship. 
Their link is in the show notes. And uh, we're going to sign off here on education, leadership, and beyond. Keep surviving and thriving, everybody. Thank you.